And it's great to be joined by an NFL player on Super Bowl Monday, born in Melbourne. I believe he's back in Melbourne, actually, as we speak. Plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars, defensive tackle. We've spoken to him on the show before. Adam Gotsis is joining us. Adam, a very good morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, guys. How you doing? Yeah, doing really? great. Obviously, Back. you know, would love to be playing in the Super Bowl, but doing great. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great to speak to you. And considering as well, Adam, you played against both teams this season there at the Jags. Uh, lost 17-9 to Kansas City. I know that was quite early in the season. And then 34-3 to against the 49ers. So you know these teams pretty well. What stands out about both teams for you? Yeah, both great teams, um, you know, gave us our, our run for our money this season. Um, you know, Kansas City, they're just a, an unstoppable machine, I think, you know, led by uh, Pat Mahomes, and, you know, he's such a great player and does so much for them. Um, you know, we, we really struggled with him the last two times in the AFC Championship last year, and then um, this year we, we lost to them. But um, I know the 49ers, they, they were pretty good too. They came into Jacksonville, um, we were running pretty hot, and they kind of... Uh, stopped us in our tracks so uh you know two very good teams um you know i I, I do like kc a bit with uh pat mahomes back there but um you know that that san francisco defense is going to make it a tough day for him so yeah it's going to be a great football game i'd say these are the two best teams in the nfl um you know that i personally played this year and that i think you know all the fans would agree on probably you know the two teams that should be in there yeah we speak about patrick mahomes a lot Adam and how good he is and you know the legacy that he'll leave behind if he can win his third Super Bowl but when you come up against a guy like Mahomes is it about trusting what you've done all year with your defense or do you look at maybe because they've had this period of time you know uh, you know two weeks before games to try something Mm -hmm. a little bit different in a Super Bowl in terms of maybe going after him a bit more. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's tough. I think both these uh, offensive uh, schemes that that, that the teams run, um, they're both very good that when they have time to prepare, they're going to come out with some plays that you guys haven't even seen, um, that, you know, no one's ever seen, unscripted stuff. Um, So they're very good at, like, mixing those plays in both teams on the offensive side. And uh, I think it is, you know, when you come up to, like, a team like Pat Mahomes, you just really got to trust what you know trust you know your keys on defense um you know make him make the the tough throw every time um you know i think he does great when you know guys get pressure on him but he's able to get out of the pocket and then his receivers are really good at finding open space so you know if they can keep uh, pat mahomes in, inside the pocket for most most part of the day and just force him to to be a quarterback from the pocket um i think uh, san fran's defense might have a good day with him but um you know, if he can get out and do what he does and make these crazy throws and running around and find Kelsey a few times underneath and then hit a deep ball, um, it might be a long day for the 49ers. So um, it'll be interesting to see that. And then on the San Francisco side, I mean, when they when they have time to, to prep and plan, um, Kyle Shanahan and having that, that offense that they have, they have so much firepower over there. Um, you know, they're good at scheming up plays. I think when we played them, they hit us for, I want to say, three or four reverses, um, you know, in that game that really hurt us. And, you know, that was just something that we hadn't, you know, seen a lot of leading up to that game, and they were able to exploit that against us. So, you know, great coaches, but it's going to be an all-time battle, and I think it's going to be one of, one of the really good Super Bowls to watch. 
Adam, the 49ers probably haven't been at their absolute best, but they're finding, they've found ways to win. Is that a pro or a con for them, the fact that they're not coming in playing their absolute best, but the other side, they're still there, and they've got a team of superstars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I definitely think, um, you know, you obviously want to be playing your best football this time of year um, through the playoffs. They also, they always say December, January is when you want to be, you know, finding your, your best football. Um, so it, it is tough if they're not playing their best at this moment. But finding a way to win is always, you know, the key part, whatever yeah. it takes to win. And, um, you know, to be sometimes in those situations where you might be down a score or, you know, like last week they were down you know, 21 points or something at halftime. And, um, you know, they're able to keep that composure, come out, score quickly, um, get the game back within grasp. And really they took over that game in the second half, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago against Detroit. So um, it will be interesting to kind of see how it goes. But, uh, you know, I think uh, if they can get those guys involved, Christian McCaffrey, um, some of their receiving core and stuff, I think it's going to be a bit be a tough day for the Chiefs on defense. Um, but... Yeah, I'm excited to see both these offenses just go at it, man. I think it's just going to be, a, you know, which defense can play better, force the offense into a turnover, and then I think the offenses are just going to uh, take over the game. It's going to be very entertaining. Yeah, it's a remarkable story with Brock Purdy being picked up the last um, selection in, in the draft, and he's fitted into this scheme so well, um, Adam. Does he, you know, when you look at his demeanour and, and personality... Do you think he'll get overawed by the occasion today? We know that Mahomes has been there and done it because there's a lot of responsibility on this young man's shoulders. Yeah, um, I think it's tough. You know, I think leading into the game, you, you give guys, you know, all the flowers and you say, you know, this guy's been able to do it, you know, throughout the season, throughout the playoffs so far. But it's very tough to say, you know, five minutes to go in the fourth quarter of the game, game's on the line. Um you know, is this guy going to be as, as crisp as we've seen all year? Or, you know, is it going to be a guy like Mahomes who's been in, you know, whatever, four or five of the last Super Bowls and has been in those moments and knows how to keep that composure and, you know, knows how to, like, just manage the game at that point and doesn't have to do anything above and beyond. Um, so I think that, that, that definitely comes into a factor. But to see, see what Brock Purdy's done from being, you know, the last pick in the draft to competing on an NFL roster to hang around long enough to get his chance and, you know, to have the success that he's having. It's a hats off to him, um, his team, the, the guys around him, um, the players on the team that are playing exceptionally well for him. And I think that's when you really see it is when guys start playing for four other guys. And, um, you know, they've done a great job of playing for Brock this year, um, even with through, like, criticism and stuff. Um, you know, he's done a great job and they're, they're at a chance where they can bring it home. So... You know, I think he's going to go out. I think he's going to have a good game. Um, I think he's going to play well, manage the game, manage the clock, um, you know, get the ball to his playmakers. And, you know, but I do think, um, you know, come big games like this, uh, you know, you've got to take care of the ball and he might turn one or two over and, you know, see what the Chiefs can do with it. We're speaking with Jacksonville Jaguars defensive tackle Adam Gotsis. Okay, Adam, so your official prediction then, you think it's the Chiefs' day. They'll be winning another one. Yeah, I'm going the Chiefs. I think it will be 31-27, I reckon. MVP then? 31-27. The obvious? MVP, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah Pat Mahomes. And, and yourself, I, I know you said... going to have a lights-out game and... 
Yeah, no, nah, he's, uh, he's the hot favourite. No, you're right. He's the hot favourite, of course, to be the MVP. And, and you said at the top that, you, you know, you'd love to be there. What needs to change at, at your club, the Jags, to potentially get to New Orleans this time next year, Adam? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, I think we just need to uh, be able to put together a full season. I think, you know, last two years we've, we've shown we can now win in, the, win in the league and be a dominant force in the, in the AFC in our division. Um, but it's just getting to the finish line. I think, um, you know, realising that, that the regular season is just the warm-up for what we, where we want to be. And, um, you know, we've got to get to that point. Um, everyone has to get better um, from the top down, you know, through the whole roster. Um, but we're right there competing with these guys. Like, you know, we were with the f- top four teams. We played them all this year, San Fran, Detroit, Baltimore, KC. And, um, you know, I think we'll fairly competitive with all of them apart from the San Fran game so you know we're right there with those guys it's about coming in doing the work um, buying in that little bit more and just knowing that we got to start playing our best football at certain times in the year and um, you know can't make the mistakes that we did this last year and, and let a season like we had go you know we're in prime position to to um, make the playoffs and you know we didn't even make it so uh you know, um, we've got a lot of hard work to go this off-season, a lot of coming together, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully there next year. You know, that's the plan, you know, to work my work my butt off and, you know, get the guys around it. And, yeah, that's the plan to be in uh, New Orleans come this time next year. How much break do you give your body, Adam? I, I know it's a, a long off-season in the NFL, but naturally needing to stay conditioned. Like, when, when are you back to work, so to speak? Yeah, I mean... Um, you, typically, um, it's tough. You know, for me, I'll, I'll typically, like, we finished our season um, quite unexpectedly. So for about a week or two there, I was in the facility kind of just rehabbing a bit, um, taking care of the body, um, getting whatever, you know, body work I kind of need for those nagging injuries from throughout the season. Um, then I took about a week off and then kind of got back into it a little bit more, a bit more of the lifting, um, the yoga, stuff like that. But um, typically, it's just a rebuild, man. For me, it's uh, I like to work on my mobility, flexibility, getting all that stuff back, healing all the injuries for about six to eight weeks, and then I start getting more into the training, training of the the running, the you know lifting, the football drills, um, things like that. And then we report back to the facility on April, um, mid-April, and that's when our official like off-season program starts. So, you know, you get about a couple weeks here and there. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, self-police, self-governed. So you've got to go do it yourself. Otherwise, you know, when you show up at OTAs, you're probably not going to be in shape. Um, so it's all about, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, commit to the team, um, sacrifice some of the, the off-season now to, you know, be where we want to be. And, um, you know, the plan is to be in New Orleans. So. And so take us through your day today then, watching the game. Where are you at? Who are you with? Yeah, what are you so, up to? Uh, you on the buds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe a bit later. It's a bit early. It's a bit early for those. But um, no, I'm, I'm up in Phillip Island. Typically, I come up here in, in my off-season when I come back for, to Australia. I've got a, some cousins that live up here and got my little kids. So we came up to Phillip Island and uh, I woke up about 6 a.m. this morning and threw some ribs on. Um, on the Traeger, so we're going to do a little uh, American-style uh, barbecue for the Super Bowl. So get get some ribs, um, some mac and cheese, you know, some uh, queso and all that stuff, some chips and salsa. So do some of that. Um, 
you know, for the kids out here up the island and then watch the game, probably head to the beach and, uh, yeah, just hang out, man. Just spend some time with the family and, yeah, enjoy this time before I have to head back and get back into work. Uh, awesome stuff. Well, we really appreciate your time and, and your take on the game this morning. And, yeah, Adam, I hope we see you there in 12 months' time in New Orleans. That'd be awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, that's the plan, New Orleans. So we'll stay in touch and uh, hopefully we'll see each other there. Uh, great stuff. Good on you, Adam. Uh, Adam Gotsis there from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Great to speak to him. He predicts 31-27, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. to Kansas City with Mahomes MVP. The more you think about it, and Adam touched on it, like you just trust Mahomes to get the job done. You just trust him to get the job done. And as long as everyone else holds up their end of the bargain, it's going to be difficult, difficult for Brock Purdy to produce the game of his life. Not saying he can't do it, but if it comes down to the you know, final couple of minutes... I, I don't and know. He's got, yeah, Mahomes has got the ball. Yeah, I'm worried. Oh. If there's a minute left on the clock. Oh, if you're ever betting against him, you are petrified. Yeah. Petrified. Yeah. Uh, it is 24 past eight. Heroes and villains. We'll get to some calls. 13.53.53. Okay, on the text line here. Hey, boys, my hero is Maxi. Great knock and proof that you can still have a few beers and be a gun. Villain is Pengilly for making Loz put sexy in the multi. Stay in your lane, Adam, says Mitch from Robertson. Uh, hero, the Australia under-19s cricket world champion team. Their comprehensive victory. Yes, they beat India in the World Cup final overnight. Villain, James Magnuson and others for their attempt to break world records. Juiced up, juiced up, uh, says Pete from Cogger. It's an interesting one, this, isn't it? So these so-called enhanced games... Mm. Uh, being put on, and uh, I think the carrot dangled at James Magnuson's uh, 1.5 million if he's able to break the 50 metre world record, but with the use of performance enhancing try. I mean, but is James, James? I thought if I'm not, if I'm, I'm, I think I'm reading between the lines. I think James has come out and said he wants to show that no matter what someone takes, I can still beat them. I haven't seen. That's what, that's what, that well, was well, my take. It wasn't but if about... It's oh, well, so you're he's, saying he's not going that, to take them. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah I've sure. got, maybe I've got that wrong. But I, I, I thought I've, t- I've taken it as let's let someone take whatever they want mm. and I can still beat them. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, look, if someone dangles a 1.5 million carat that's not, gar- it's not, that's not guaranteed. I, I he's got he's to win, doesn't he? The, to get that 1.5. Well, it's not 1.5 to enter. Well, he's got to, he, well, he's got to break the record, I think. Yeah, okay. But uh, the concept is dicey, isn't it? Enhanced games? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. I know it's you know it's one bloke. I think he's Aussie actually who's putting it on. But what uh, was the know. other? What was the other thing that, that they were saying they were trying to find? Did I see something like they were trying to find medication or something for for the billionaires? Or did you see that? No. Okay, there was another reason behind why they come up with the idea as well, but haven't yeah. followed it. It's Either way, have they got? How many, I know, sure. I know. James was the first Aussie athlete to to say. Is there any other athlete come out and said they they want in, or is he doing it on his own? Yeah, I'm not sure. We only <laughs> yeah, saw okay. the, the well, the Magnuson's that says enough. We know nothing and, about it. Like we uh, haven't looked into it, have we? Yeah. So, well, there's been it's provoked quite a response. You yeah, know. of course. Buzz has written about it today and how it sets a bad example yeah. for kids and all that. But uh, yeah. you know you. I mean, James Magnuson's been, what, 
retired from swimming. Like he's not representing Australia, yeah. so he's dangled the carrot. He's free to do whatever he wants. But the whole concept of let's put a games on where you can juice yourself up and mm. you know come and swim for cash. I mean, it's probably not a great thing, is it? Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's the carrot dangled at James Magnuson. Heroes and villains, give us a call thirteen fifty three fifty three. Uh, just some scores, seeing the Opals in their Olympic qualifying tournament. Of course, they've already qualified for Paris, but they're playing Serbia at the moment uh, into the fourth quarter, and it's a tight match. They're up 51-48. Sandy Brondello's side over there of Lauren Jackson after the win against Germany. Called time on her international career after she contributed nine points, three rebounds, three assists, so the 42-year-old won't be going to the Paris Games. Uh, but she uh, certainly made an impact. Uh, there over in Brazil before calling it quits. Yesterday, the Illawarra Hawks beat the Sydney Kings 106-95. So the Hawks are now 13-13 and on the season and the Kings have fallen outside the play-in spots after that costly defeat yesterday. Over at the Phoenix Open, Boz, your man Sam Burns is making a charge up the leaderboard here. He's three under through 10 holes at his final round, 14 under for the tournament. Three shots off the pace. We've got three plays at 17 under. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, the defending champion Scotty Scheffler, and Canadian Nick Taylor, all leading the Phoenix Open at the moment. Uh, Evan Priest's one of his tips, Sahith Thagala, is 15 under, two shots back. Uh, best of the Aussies, talking about charging up the leaderboard. Adam Scott's ju- done just that. He's three under through 11 holes. He's 11 under th- for the tournament. So he is six shots off the pace. Is Adam Scott there at the Phoenix Open this morning? And uh, last night, the Aussies put on a clinic there, certainly with the bat, Glenn Maxwell in particular. 120 not out of 55 deliveries. Four for 241, the Aussies. The West Indies in response, nine for 207 there at Adelaide. 34 runs was the margin as Australia clinched the T20 series. 2-0 with one to play. And well done to the Aussie under-19s, world champions after they won the final against India in South Africa by 79 runs. And uh, Craig the Trucky on the text line has given them some love there in his hero and villains, uh, nominating them as his hero. Always great beating India in any form of cricket final, he says. And he says his villain is this enhanced games. And James Magnuson, what an absolute fast, disgraceful. And a lot of people texting in saying yep. that the missile did say that he's going to juice up, juice right up. Well, it is. <laughs> that's the concept of it. Juice up, enhanced games. Yeah, weird. Con- I can't believe that it's got. Middle, I can't believe fan. it's got backers. Apparently, well, hence they're putting up all this prize money. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've got significant investment in it to obviously make it worthwhile. So uh, plenty of people have just been texting in on that. Uh, hero Adam Gotsis. Uh, how good was that interview? Such good insight into the NFL and today's game. Villains, Swifties, make it stop. <laughs> the missus said this morning no one had really heard of Travis Kelsey before he started Daily Taylor. Enough is enough. Cheers to Jimmy. Well, I can guarantee you uh, Travis Kelsey in the United States, yeah. very well known. Yeah, Travis might disagree with that as well. <laughs> uh, now, Mitch from Tenworth. Yeah, okay, right. You know, there's already a games where all the majority of athletes compete using performance-enhancing drugs. It's called the Olympic Games, says Mitch from Tenworth. Oh. Well, that's your opinion, Mitch. I would say Deary that me. is far from the truth. Far from it. Yes, there have been cheats caught, but in this day and age, the testing regimes have never been better. Not mm. to say there's no bad apples amongst them, yeah. but uh, to say it's the majority, I can't, I can't agree with that. 
Uh, Mido Clarky Loz and Tommy, my son, attends TSP Rugby League Endeavour Sports. Uh, the curriculum runs the dangers of drugs in sport. I just don't get this guy promoting and producing yeah. uh, the Drug Olympics next week and see the smartest kid at school is uh, on ice. This ex-Olympic swimmer, uh, who I'm not going to name or promote, finds it e- uh, finds it to be easy to take drugs anyway. Red Hot Rooster sending that take through. I can't quite make all that text out, but thank you for sending that through. Uh, we've got to give a winner out for heroes and villains. So zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Keep your nominations coming in. Uh, we spoke about Ben Hunt a bit earlier, Loz, and I saw him speak on Nine News last night. He was pretty candid about how he felt the pressure and was frustrated last year. Although he's been pretty candid about a lot of things for a while, he did admit regrets though about parts of how he handled his contract situation. And on his new halves partner, Kyle Flanagan, he said he can't fault him for the work he's done in the off-season as well. And Buzz, uh, earlier this morning and in his column today, has listed Ben Hunt as one of those players under under huge pressure uh, this year. But uh, it seems like he's finally, I guess, in his own mind, buried the hatchet that, you know, he's a dragon and he's a dragon to stay. Well, that's what you want to hear from him because he is their leader. Um, he had the team on his shoulders last year. He was by far and away their best player. Um, and they could ill afford to lose him. I, I, look, I, I'm unsure. Well, I'm not unsure. I don't, don't think the Dragons, they won't play finals footy this year. I, I look at their roster and I think it's not as good as others in the competition. You've got Ben Hunt there. I still think that there'll be some discussions this year, possibly towards the end, whether he stays with the club or not for 2025. Does he want to finish his... You know, if they go poorly this year and he sees no light at the end of the tunnel, does he then all of a sudden go, I don't want to finish my career like this? And yet for the Dragons, do you go, well, he may as well, well create some space in the salary space cap? In the salary cap, yeah, you know. And you just don't know how happy they all are down there at the moment. Um, obviously, a new coach coming in. You'd like to think that they're all happy. They're excited to be on the same path. They're unsure of what their lineup looks like. Um, it's tough pre-season. They're not going to expect miracles this year. I think it's going to be a tough ride for the next couple of years for the Dragons. Um, but, you know, Shane Flanagan, he's been at the Sharks. He obviously knows how to put a roster together. And it, to me, from, from the outside looking in, it's just going to take time. And oh, I know they're saying all the right things, but... We sure Zach Lowe Max is going to be delighted playing on the wing. Oh no, he won't be. He, he won't be happy at all playing on the wing. You know, he'll he'll want to be a fullback or he want to be a centre. Um, you know, and, and 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 it'll come down to how he handles that. You know, is he going to accept it? Is he going to think, well, this is the challenge I need, or throw down the gauntlet to Shane Flanagan and say, hey, give me a a crack and I'll show you what I can do. Um, but if you're paying him the money that he's on, you've got to get him involved in a game. And you've, obviously he's got to um, be more respectful when he has the ball in his hands because he's a very talented player, Zach. He's capable of playing representative football. There's no doubt about it. But there's those errors in his games that you just get frustrated by. Um, and hopefully he'll be uh, disciplined with that this year. Do they play him on the wing? Do they play him as a centre? Do they play him at fullback? One thing you do know, you've got to have him getting the ball in his hands and you've got to have him involved. 
and you've got to have him happy. Um, and if he's not happy, um, you're not going to get the best out of him. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, they, they've got to make sure that they connect on and off the field, the Dragons. Otherwise, it's going to be another tough year for them. On the text line, uh, morning, lads. Just need some clarification. If Burnsy gets over the line today, is there a certain member of the team turning up to work in the birthday suit tomorrow? Asks mm. Maxie from the Gold Coast. Well, I hope not. It's something I don't I, really want to see. That's Pardon? what I'm expecting. No, that is what I'm expecting. I'd like to see Loz honour his word, uh, and I expect he will if Burnsy's good enough. I always honour my word, but I think it was more a major, wasn't it? I'd have to go back and check the yeah, tape. So I don't think I just said any random PGA tour events. Um, you event. want you want the big cheeses. Yeah, one of four. All right. He's got to win one of the four big mm. ones. The I'd majors, be... the slams. John O will find that for us. He'll hunt it down. Uh, more here. Morning, boys. Can you ask Loz, what does he think of this multi? Carlton and Sea Eagles to win the comp in 2024. That's from Phil. Decent price. You'd be getting a very good price for that. Well, Carlton should have their best year in a long time. And I know they finished the season off well last year. But I, I think they're a very, very good side. And they've built that list. And they should be ready to go. They should be in the premiership window, Carlton. Uh, Manly, I don't know whether they can win the comp. But I'd be, you'd be disappointed if they didn't make the eight with their roster. Especially if, you know, if the majority fit, fit for yeah. most of the season. Well you, well, you look at Brooks going there. Mm. Tom will be like a, another asset to them this oh. year if, if he plays 20-odd games. And, and Schuster, if he can, you know, rediscover that form and consistency that we've all been looking for, um, they've got a lot of firepower with the ball in hand. That's paying $189, by the way, at the moment. That Manly-Carlton double uh, with Manly $21 with Tab to win the premiership and Carlton $9 in the AFL. So they're on the third line of betting with the Swans and GWS of the Blues. You know what I was going to do over the weekend? <laughs> I was going to have a, a... Well, I don't know whether you can do this, but I was thinking about looking it up and seeing what price I would get. So if I went the NFL... Uh, not the NFL, the AFL... NRL double on grand final opponents. So if I had the two Sydney sides to play in the grand final in the AFL and a South Roosters grand final in the NRL. South Roosters, yeah. Well, that's Quinella. I'm not sure whether we got the grand final Quinella market up yet, Loz. I'd have to hang on. Competition. I was thinking about those two... Random bets. Ah, oh, yes, it's here. So you reckon South's Roosters? It never happened before. They look like they're in for big years. I it's just something a little bit different with a bit of value. And then I thought with the Sydney AFL Quinella, that'd be massive too, wouldn't it? Big time. Ah, uh, well, they're both shorter. So South Roosters, that Quinella is $29. Yet yeah, the Quinella markets are open. They're under f- the futures menu for, for, for both the major coats. So Sydney GWS, I think it's not not as uh, long as you'd think, Loz. Oh, right. On. That option in the market. Uh, GWS Sydney, here we go. Yeah, $31. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. The Roosters Souths 
GWS Sydney Quinella. The double is eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. So nine hundred to one. Have Ooh. a fiver on it. Tay Tay's in the house, middle. Okay, she's we... just arrived. What's she wearing, pup? Nah, uh, all black. Well, she'd be looking no, her Surely best. she'd be wearing. Oh, well, we're nah, wondering she's got if the she's jacket over the... the shoulder, but she's nah, Kelsey's she's... number yeah, number eighty seven. That's, that's on the jacket, I think. She's just carrying it. Uh, she turned up with who? She turned up with Blake Lively, whose wife's that? What's his name? Um, good actor. Blake Lively. Yeah, married one of the to... players. I can't, I can't remember who. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Is it Ryan Reynolds? Uh, don't know. Anyway, anyway, she's hot too, Blake. Okay. Don't know about that. <laughs> Go Tay Tay. Thursday night, as Loz mentioned, we got a trial uh, Canterbury and Melbourne at Belmore, and it looks like Blake Tafflaw is likely to play fullback for the Dogs. We won't see Stephen Crichton yet, and we might see Ryan Pappenhausen for the Storm. But it'll be interesting to see Blake Taff because you know what what they do with Crichton's uh, one of, you know one of the real positional sort of debates of the off season. Uh, you know, big money recruit. Seen him excel at centre. Does he play fullback? Does Taff play fullback? Well, Taff looks like he'll get his first yeah. look in on, on Thursday night at Belmore. Yeah, we'll find out more about the makeup of the Bulldog side, I think, in the second trial when Stephen Crichton is rolled out and we see where he plays in that first trial. Because if they start him at fullback, more than likely that's where he's going to start when round, run, uh, round one rolls around. Um, but they did recruit a lot of players that were bits and pieces players for other clubs and utilities. So it's going to be interesting to see how they all fit into the jigsaw puzzle. But Blake Taff, I think he's a first grade every day of the week. Mm. Um, but they might see him as being that utility off the interchange bench if Crichton, in fact, does start as halfback. But you've got Bronson Sherry, you've got Connor Tracy. Um, uh, you know, they're the guys that I, I suppose will be the, the centres for the Bulldogs to, to start with, and then you know Crichton at the back. So where do you play Taft? Do you uh, do you play him as as a half? I don't think so. Uh, you've got Burton there. Um, you've got Toby Sexton there, and you've got Drew Hutchinson. So Taff is probably the one that that misses out if he doesn't secure that fullback position. Hmm. So I reckon the trials are very important for a bloke like Blake Taff hmm. to start on the front foot, play really well. And to show the coach that, hey, I'm here to play first grade. And I'm here to play in that one jersey. On the text line, morning, boys. My heroes, Grant Buckley, for giving Open Sky a peach of a ride at Nowry yesterday. My villain is the critics of Loz's girl, Foxy. She gave it her all. Just couldn't carry the extra weight of the multi first up, says Anne at North Richmond. Yeah, thank you very much for your support there, Anne. Um, a lot of critics this morning. And I must say, I was a little bit critical on Saturday because I expected it to run a little bit better. But I've watched it a number of times. She ran really well. She ran really well. Steve from Tamworth says, guys, Loz's pledge was if Burns became world number one. World oh, number one. No, no, there you that, go. No, well, there that's you not go. true. That's not true. It was, it was definitely to win. I remember yeah, those words. it wasn't words. just any PGA. Well, one thing event. I do know, one thing I know about this show Jono has all of our content tucked away. He will find out your words. Yeah, he will. So we'll get to the bottom of it. But it was definitely to win something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It might have been a major. I'm not disputing that I'm part. I'm pretty confident it was But it, it was wasn't a major. to be number one. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be that silly. No. Well, to, to make a bet if he wins about him winning starters. any tournament. No, there'd have to be a major. Yeah, yeah, most probably. Yeah. Yep. We are due a win, aren't we, in the Super Bowl? Just seeing a graphic on the screen here in the stain that uh, this is the fourth Super Bowl we'll see an Aussie represented. Wisniewski lost in 2020 to Kansas City, mm-hmm. the San Francisco punter. And then last year we had two Aussies for Philadelphia, Aaron Sipos, uh, the punter, mm-hmm. former St Kilda player, and Jordan Mailata, of course, as well, uh, the offensive lineman from the Eagles, both beaten yeah, by the Chiefs we find out who's Chiefs wearing well. whites, because whites won the last six Super Bowls, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They mm. have. I'm not, not 100% sure, pup. Okay. Not a, sure one of our listeners will text in and let us know. Mm. Uh, boys, no villains, just heroes today. Cricket in Australia. In eight months, we've beaten India in the World Test Championship final, the 50-over World Cup final, now the under-19s World Cup final. How sweet it is. Building some mental scars. That's from Angry Dog. Love it. Uh, hey, guys, hero is the under, Aussie under-19s cricket team. With retirements imminent in our test team, hopefully these guys restart the production line of talent we need to stay on top of the world. Villain is Jared Abood. Not, it's not all about you, Jared. The best officials in all sport are not seen or heard. Common sense, mate. That's from the Orange Spud in regards to the run out last night that wasn't in the end. But you're, you've got sympathy for the umpire here. Oh, uh, no, I, I agree in sport. I like the referees or umpires to to take a a back seat, that's for sure. I just, I, I didn't see it last night, so I watched the replay this morning, and I can understand why he didn't go upstairs because he looked, he actually stopped, he looked around, he was looking for someone to appeal, and no one did, so he didn't review the decision. I that that's. 100% why he didn't. Then what's happened, and we see it all the time in footy, you see something on the big screen and the crowd goes crazy or oh, a player goes crazy. So the players have obviously seen the replay on the big screen, seen he's out by a metre, and has gone to the, gone to the umpire, mate, what are, you, what are you talking about? Why have you not reviewed that? So, I don't know. When it's out that far, you'd like to think that, you know, naturally, you're not waiting. You're not looking for someone to appeal because, again, I guess a player could say, "Hang on, I did appeal, but I was on the boundary. You just couldn't hear me." You know, then what do you do? Do you have to go to a camera to see if that player has appealed? Like, I just think, yeah, it, the safest option is him just make a decision whether he thinks that's out or not out, or he's unsure. So go to the DRS, go to the review, and then when it is out, the decision gets made. But if you go on the laws of the game. When you look at it, you can understand he, does, he doesn't hear anybody appeal, so he thinks they're not asking for me to go upstairs and check or make a decision. I'm giving the winner out for Heroes and Villains before we go to the Bray fellas. I'm going to give it to Mark, who's just uh, on the text line. I'm giving it to a text this morning who's just texting hero Lauren Jackson stepping aside after four Olympics to allow a younger teammate a chance to experience the Olympics. What a legend. Villain, our great mate, man, and man, Bulldog Richie, for not wanting more Tay-Tay during the Super Super yeah. Bowl downtime, says Mark. Well, Loz you Grinches. Yeah, I know. Come on. Get with the times, no, mate. No, no, no. no. It's not Taylor's fault either, by the way. Because I was highly critical of Taylor early in the piece. Uh, but then she won me over when the cameras went to her and she basically told them to bugger off. So I, I like that about her. She wasn't making it about it's not about me, she was saying. She's there supporting a man, mate. I I don't mind being on the camera, on the screen, but I don't want to be on the screen all the time. Yeah, but that's not her fault. Blame the cameraman or camera woman, whoever keeps going to her, or the TV network that 
wants her on the screen. Uh, Tay-Tay's just there supporting a boyfriend. And that's exactly what I just said. I don't, I don't mind that, but mm. I don't like it when they keep continually going to her. Because it's not about her. If it was her at the concert, most definitely. But it'd be like me going to a Taylor Swift concert and they constantly put the camera on Travis Kelsey. I'm there to watch Taylor Swift. (laughs) I'm there to watch her. I don't want to see Travis Kelsey. Well done, Mark. You've won. (laughs) Coming up on Radio Tab, Press Room with David Fowler. David, a very good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Yes, Press Room at the top of the hour, back after a break. I read a suggestion while I was away about the leading stables in Australia, the likes of Kieran Maher and and, uh, Chris Waller, to have their runners limited in races and even limit their, their number that they have in their stable. So I'll have a bit to say about that at the top of the show because it has gained some traction. Also, Ben Dorries didn't miss yesterday in the press. Uh, Curic, our, our integrity organisation, the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission, is currently under government review. They were in the news yesterday for all the wrong reasons. Ben will expand on that very shortly when he joins me. Ray Thomas with us this morning. A lot happening, of course, as the carnival heats up in Sydney. And a lot of news coming out of Adelaide with Ben Scannon. And, of course, it was Hobart Cup Day yesterday. And Colin McNiff will report on that. So that's all in press room. We'll have all the winners, hopefully, for the meeting at Bathurst today. Plenty of Harness and Greyhound action as well. All coming up very soon. Great stuff. Busy morning. Thank you, David. Press room coming up very shortly on Radio Tab and uh, Punters Postmortem coming up on Sky Sports Radio and Ron Duffy is joining us. Duff, a very good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good morning, guys. I thought you'd still be at the Super Bowl. Everyone else is. <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Loz is getting his Vegas fix coming up in a couple of weeks. And what, what time are you doing the show again, Loz? Oh, Vegas time? It's 10.30am Vegas time. Oh, you were just getting in? Yes. <laughs> Well, well I'm looking plan. forward to it, you know. Oh, someone's got to do it. You know, <laughs> I'll be working hard during the day while Yeah, I'm working there. very hard, mm. no doubt. Uh, working hard at the Waterhouse Bot Stable, but they're doing it so easily. Another feature race victory in the Inglis Millennium. Fully, it, fully lit, sorry. Just uh, add it to the list of good two-year-olds they've got in the stable. What did you make of the performance there, Duff, on Saturday? Oh, I thought it was a good, tough performance. He's only a little fella. He was only a cheap purchase. It's been a... A huge result for them, and um, he just sat wide, toughed it out, did it well from the wide draw, and yeah, he deserves a crack at a lead up to the slipper. Whether he's up to the real, this is a really strong year uh, for two-year-olds, I've got no doubt in the wide, wide world. So we'll learn more about him um, next time. You don't know how good they are until they're beaten, and he hasn't been beaten so far. But it was a great day's racing. The fence was off. Uh, so it was yeah. an advantage to be out wide. But Caballus, he lifted to a new level there on Saturday. Uh, only out of a you know, little benchmark race. But, um, yeah, the, he could be uh, a real sleeper at the top level um, going through from, from that win. And, and Bjorn's going so, so well. Yeah. Another treble there on Saturday. Wins another last race. That's becoming a habit for him. And, um, yeah, all in all, a, a very good race day. Well, it used to be back pike in the last half, didn't it? Well, my, my grandfather used to say last race cookie, which is Peter Cook's father, and then it was pikey, and now it's, it's baker. <laughs> what did you make of Mr. Brightside down south? Uh, who, you know, perfectly timed right in the end, but uh, for a long way up the straight, you probably didn't think it was going to get there. Well, he had a lot to do first up. It was a real, they really run along and made him do it. And he, 
he was in the pain barrier a long, long way out, and only good horses run through a, a pain barrier. And so, look, he he is an unbelievable horse. You could go close to say a champion horse when you look at his record, and and history will do him. I think he he'll get the accolades in when he retires later on in life. When you look back and see what that horse has actually done. Thank you, Duff. We'll catch you shortly. See you, guys. Punters post-mortem coming up. Great day coming up again at Ramwick this Saturday. Or You've got the Apollo, uh, the Expressway. You've got the, the Light Fingers as well for the Phillies. Uh, the Tab Light Fingers, the Tris- Triske. Uh, so, oh, gee, it's just a great time of the year, isn't it? And uh, Piero Plate for the two-year-olds as well. Uh, and uh, we've got the Lightning, don't we, as well, uh, down south at Flemington. Uh, this weekend also, and the start of the country championships as well, uh, with Lismore on Saturday, Albury on Sunday, the New Haven Park Country Championships. Caravan keeps moving on, doesn't it? Sure, Dave's going to be busy. He certainly will be. That's our Monday, folks. Super Bowl Monday. Thank you to Stain. I hope we're talking about the 49ers having a win tomorrow morning. Your beloved 49ers, who you've always believed in. If they get dusted, is he off? Well, yeah, he's he on, go for? I hope off? Chiefs win. Tay is all over the screen, and Loz will be pumped tomorrow. Enjoy. Is, we're done. We're done. Enjoy your Super Bowl Monday, everyone.